It's not a matter of what is true that counts, but a matter of what is perceived to be true. Henry Kissinger Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Secrets of Saturn. I'm Jason Lindgren, your host. On this episode, we have David Weiss, a researcher focusing on the big three of false flag events, 9-11, Sandy Hook, and the Boston bombing. His website is deepinsidetherabbithole.com. Hello, David, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Jason. Glad to be here. Before we get into our topics, do you want to give a brief overview of who you are? Um, my name is David Weiss. I uh, live on the shore in Connecticut, and um, on 9-11-2001, I uh, was on the beach watching uh, the towers burn when the first one fell, and uh, right then, I knew something was up, and uh, I didn't know what it was. It just didn't seem right, and you know, we were dealing with uh, everything that was happening that day, and I didn't say anything for four years. Uh, four years later, I started doing some research. I discovered uh, a couple different you know, radio shows, podcasts, uh, films that were being made and started doing my own research and realized that uh, the official story of 9-11 was 100% fake. Um, and then I found other false flags that happened before and after that. And ever since then, I've been digging um, deeper and deeper and and uh, there's no bottom. <laughs> there's no bottom to the rabbit hole. So I started a podcast with a buddy of mine, Tim Rothschild, called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. Um, and a third, uh, a third host, who is Mike Cannon, who is a comedian, we decided to mix this uh, depressing, upsetting subject matter with humor – um, so people wouldn't want to hang themselves after after listening. <laughs> and so Tim and I uh, push the the stories of what's really happening, and Mike plays the troll uh, who just tries to uh, discredit everything we say. <laughs> now, does Mike is he into any of this though? Does 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 he believe any of the conspiracy stuff? Um, I don't know what he really believes. You know. He uh, basically, if he wasn't the host of my show, I would ban him on every form of social media I'd have. So I never even knew he would exist, <laughs> which makes for an interesting show, because sometimes you never know if we're going to beat the hell out of each other or have a, an amazing conversation. And it goes all over the place. That's interesting, because a lot of people who might just be getting into this sort of material they're already having that devil's advocate right there uh, to listen to at the same time. Yeah, it, it, it's um. Cognitive dissonance is a, is a strong thing. People don't like change. People don't like um, things that scare them. And finding the truth about our government and what is going on in this country and around the world um, is really upsetting. You know, I always equate it um, to finding out that your parents, who uh, supposedly love you, um, go out at night when you're sleeping and kill babies and eat them. You know, it, that they're serial killers. That it, it's equivalent. You know, finding out that. The government really isn't here to protect us. They're out here for profit and for their agenda. And once you find out what that is, it's horrifying. And people uh, short circuit. They go right back into their matrix, I call it. Um, and, you know, they go to work. They come home. They watch television programming. And they mm -hmm. drink beer and they watch sports. And uh, they do it again and again, day after day, and they think they're free. Right. Well, what I notice is even with intelligent friends of mine, people I would like to consider intelligent, I'll discuss these subjects with them, and they may even get it, but then they just go right back into the program. Well, that, that's exactly it. That's, uh, 
you know, you can wake people up to these things and uh, they still go back to work, um, you know, because we live in a society where money, which is energy, runs the society and uh, you need it to live. You know, we're the only species on this planet that has to pay to live. <laughs> Very true. I, I think it's safe to say that 9-11 probably kicked off a lot of uh, what we now call the truth movement or the awakening movement or the liberty movement because it was this huge event that also happened at the real dawning of the internet revolution where everything started becoming really interconnected and available. And it seems like that event got people very shortly after that saying, hey, something just doesn't look right here. And that started this whole thing. Do you think that's true? 9-11 was, yeah, absolutely. I think it was the, the real kickoff um, for the New World Order and the awakening movement. You know, you know the, the people that are awake or semi-awake, I'll, I'll even give credit for that. You know, it feels like it's, it's so much bigger. But if you go out, you know, I occasionally go out um, at the beach or at a shopping center and I'll randomly ask people questions about, you know, some of the false flags that have happened. And they're like, what do you mean? What do you talk about? It's, no, it's, it's and they just parrot what they hear on CNN, CNBC, Fox. Um, that's, you know, if it's not on those channels, it didn't happen. And if it is in that channel, those channels, it's real, even though it's been proven that they lie. No, I absolutely agree with that. It, it seems like the one thing that the establishment still really has going for them is that the majority believes what's on the television. Tell lie vision. Exactly programming. And if I remember correctly, uh, I looked this up not too long ago, actually. All major media is controlled at the top by five organizations, I believe it is. It used to be many. Now it's down to five run by one board of directors, I believe. So it's when you actually get that one fact in your head, you realize, hey, this is really easy for them to actually control the flow of information as far as mainstream goes, because a small group of people can give orders that filters down to everything that is uh, bombarding our society. Right. You know, the, the people, not everyone in the media is, I wouldn't even say a majority, although I don't know, um, are in on it. They're just fed information. They, they parrot what they're supposed to parrot because they want their retirement. They're getting paid very well and they're, they're enjoying their life. Money, money rules. People will sell out. Everyone has a number and, you know, they, they just – when you have your money, you're buying things, you're, you're occupied, and you don't really take the time to look at reality. I totally agree, and that's what I, I see happening. And it seems like the more money someone has or the more comfortable they are, the less likely it is that they're even going to bother researching this sort of thing. They're just be like, eh, it doesn't involve me. Right, and, you know, if they did face it, they might lose their money, you know. We're all going to lose our money very soon, in my, my belief. <laughs> I believe that our, our money system is going to be – it's already crashed. They just haven't told us. Yeah, well, it, I don't think it's completely reflected in our country yet, but you can see the dominoes crashing around the world. It just hasn't hit us yet. True. Now, starting with 9-11, from your point of view, what do you think happened and what do you think was really going on behind all that? So for, for those of you listening that, that are <clears throat> new to 9-11, um, this is going to be a, a, a literally a, a punch in the gut and then a punch in the face. Um, and, and your immediate, your initial response is not to believe it. So I'm just going to throw it all out and then we can go from there. You can pick any parts you want. 
There were no hijackers. There was only one. There was none of them were filmed. If you go to the airport now and just fly to Florida or wherever, you're filmed 150 times and it's stored on tape. Not one of them was um, filmed. That the two of the flights, flight 11 and flight 175, weren't even scheduled to fly that day. So if they did, how did they get passengers? Um, there was there's usually about 30 to 40 flights every day from the early morning flights from the East Coast to the West Coast because you get there at 10 a.m., you have a full day of work during the week, and they're always sold out. On 9-11, they were all sold out except the four that were hijacked, supposedly. Um, there was only 20% uh, capacity on those planes, so that's very, uh, very interesting. Um, the towers collapsed. Well, I'm going to put collapse in parentheses. Uh, <laughs> And there, you got to remember, there are steel reinforced uh, concrete slab building, and we're told that the planes went into the towers completely, um, which is impossible. Uh, melted or softened the steel on the floors that it hit, and then the building symmetrically collapsed, uh, pancaking down um, and destroying every floor below it. You have to remember, every floor below it is stronger and thicker steel and thicker cement. Um, and the, 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 that's the official story, that it pancaked down. But the problem is it fell at the same speed that, that if you took those 10 stories that were above the plane uh, hole and dropped it through thin air, it would have fallen at the same speed. So the building officially collapsed at free fall acceleration. Um, which is impossible because if it's pancaking, every time it hits the floor, it has to slow down, transfer that energy, break that floor, speed up again, hit the next floor. And when it got to the bottom, there wasn't the same, there was no cement. Um, most of the contents of the building were not there. The building, if you look at the videos, turned to dust in midair. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, what turned it to dust in midair? I have no idea, but something did because it happened, right? Absolutely. So. So, you know, there's a, a thing called trauma-based mind control, and the CIA developed this years and years ago where you traumatize somebody and then you put plan information in their head, and it's pretty hard to remove that information. And if you remember on 9-11, I don't know if you do, um, all of the news feeds switched to um, one, re one reporter, I'm just based on his name, um, who found a random uh, affiliate of of, of Fox News or whatever. Um, and they, if you look him up, he's called the Harley shirt guy. And he came out during the highest rated TV moment in the history of television globally was moments after the second tower fell. I would, you had the most number of people watching television at any time. And this guy comes out, he's on all the networks and he goes, this is exactly what he says. He says, he goes, I live on the 47th story just five blocks away from the towers. He goes, I was watching the first tower burn, burn when a plane came out of nowhere, reamed into the second tower, going through, coming out the other side. Then the towers collapsed, mostly due to structural failure because the fires were too intense. That's what he said 10 minutes, 20 minutes after the towers fell. That just okay? sounds very scripted. It, it, does it? I mean, <laughs> NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, who supposedly investigated 9-11, didn't come up with that explanation for six months. Okay? But this guy, being simulcast on all the networks, everyone saw him. This is mind programming. You, everyone was in shock. 
And here's the thing that the way we navigate in this world is our brains have to explain every single thing we see. Otherwise, we become disoriented, distracted, confused. Like if you're sitting uh, at your desk and all of a sudden your a pencil falls off your desk, you're like, okay, my cat knocked it off, a mouse walked by, the wind hit it, my desk is tilted. You have to come up with uh, 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 an answer, uh, uh, an explanation. And so your mind is doing this all day long, and that's how we navigate through this 3D space that we live in. Well, everyone is standing there, and you're watching, and you were told by the news that a plane hit the towers. Nobody saw a plane hit the towers. We saw a plane come around and disappear behind the towers, and then we saw an explosion. Um, and then the towers fell, and we needed an explanation, and this guy put it right into everyone deep inside their subconscious. Now, that sounds too perfect, really. Yeah. So, so there's a thing called controlled opposition without dragging this out too long. When people start waking up to that, you want to lead the opposition by controlling them. So there's a group called AE 9-11 Truth, Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Supposedly, there's 2,500 top architects in America that are demanding a new investigation. Sounds great. New investigation um, on the towers because the towers couldn't have fallen, just like I explained, through the path of most resistance at free fall acceleration. So they say that the towers were rigged with, um, with controlled demolition bombs and thermite which is a high-grade military uh, metal-cutting incendiary um, that would cut all the beams because uh, when you do a controlled demolition, there's different ways to do it from the top up all at the same time or the bottom up. This was from the top down. Um, and you remove all of the structures below the fall line, and that way there's no resistance for the fall line. And if you watch the videos, you will see explosions blowing out windows 10, 15 floors below the fall line. Yes. So you so immediately, and I did it for five years, I fell into their trap. Um, 9-11 was controlled demolition, and they had this huge elevator renovation uh, project going on, which is in through the center of the building where all of the center support beams are. They could have rigged it up in the elevator shafts all day long. Nobody would have seen it. They remove the bomb-sniffing dogs. I mean, there's a million things that line up to this. But the, the, the bottom line is, if it was controlled demolition, there would have been a pile 30 stories high. And there wasn't. This pile was only one or two stories high, and it didn't go into the basements like they supposed on the, right after the collapse. Because the basements were still, you know, the mall underneath the mall had not collapsed. Do you think that's why they rushed to get the rubble cleared and just out of there so that no one could really take a a good account of how much was left? Absolutely. And we're told that it was all put on a ship and taken to China and yeah. melted. And that's baloney. There's no proof of that at all. There's a picture of one barge that has uh, halfway filled with some metal beams and it's complete nonsense. It's, it's, it's a joke. So the question is, where did the towers go? Right now, has anyone tried to uh, actually research that, like where that material supposedly was supposed to have been shipped off to? Um, nobody's found anything. You know, there, there's supposedly there's some buried somewhere, and nobody. It's still under guard today, I believe. You know, the Shanksville crash is still fenced off. You can't get there. You, um, we can get in, get into that for a minute. Sticking with the with the towers, um, all of the the, the buildings literally turned to dust. If you watch the slow motion videos, I have them all on my website, which is deepinsidetherabbithole.com. Um, there's a whole bunch of 9-11 pages. Go through there. You'll find them. Um, there's, 
there, you'll see giant chunks of the building falling through the air. Now, a chunk of steel and concrete falling through the air should just fall to the ground, but it's not. It's dissolving into dust while it falls. Do you have any explanation for that? I don't, but I've heard many, many uh, people interviewing Dr. Judy Woods saying that some sort of energy weapon was used. So that's where I'm going, and there's a lot of uh, people that uh, that uh, are trolls and shills that that are out to keep that information, and there's a lot of honest people that think they have it figured out and uh, discredit her work, but they haven't read her book. They've watched her videos, and they just don't buy it. Well, her videos are great, and I recommend everyone starts there. I have a Directed Energy 9-11 page that you can go to. Um, but then when you think you know what's going on, you have to buy her book um, and read it, and it will change everything you ever known. I'm assuming she has very good uh, factual scientific proof to back up that statement. Not a single piece of evidence in her book has been debunked or discredited to this day. People, you know, the, the shills won't address it, and the, the, the people that are just in denial um, misquote her. So, Is it just because it sounds too fantastical, like there's no way we could possibly have a weapon that powerful or of that magnitude to, in, in that manner? You know, it sounds too Star Wars. It's, it's, it, that's people's beliefs. You know, I don't like to believe, I like to know. I mean, uh, she, she uh, takes the work of John Hutchinson, who is just an amateur scientist who got a bunch of microwaves and radios directed energy at steel and turned it into, you know, made it fume and turn into powder um, without just using radio waves. You know, he, his, uh, you know, his information was uh, taken by the FBI or CIA or whatever three-letter agency. Um, <laughs> You know, him and that information, Tesla, long before him, had information on you know how to put a, a dome over the United States so no enemies could fly through it, you know. Um, and he, his, you know, he was discredited and all of his information was taken and classified. So Honestly, what, that's exactly what this reminds me of is that, hey, this sounds like something Tesla spoke about 100 years ago. It is. It's old technology, and that brings up a point that the towers um, were built – with this in mind, the, the tower, there was another building that was supposed to go there. And then the Rockefellers got that knocked out. They, they came in with the towers, which are the two pillars. The, you know, where have we seen two pillars before? Freemasonry. Freemasonry. So this was the taking down of the two pillars, twisting them into one world. The one world trade tower has, uh, has replaced the twin towers. I think it's safe to say there's a lot of symbolism that people have uncovered over the years since 9-11 involving the, everything with the event. 9-11 was a blood sacrifice ritual uh, to take the energy from the, from the American people. A lot of people, when they start hearing this, you know, energetic, satanic rituals, they tune right out. And, it, and my answer is it doesn't matter if you believe it or not or even if it's real or not. The powers that be that run this country and run the world, they believe it. That's right. Yeah. I mean you know about Bohemian Grove mm -hmm. where they go there and they do mock child sacrifice in front of a 30 or 40 foot you know, Moloch you know, satanic owl. I mean those are the leaders and power brokers of our world are going there. And, and, and doing 
crazy things. There's more than enough evidence that the uh, the higher you go up the ladder, the, the the creepier and crazier it gets. Correct. There there's a uh, video on my um, on my website again, uh, which is done by Betsy Lee McGee. Uh, you can check out her YouTube channel, and it's it's nine uh, eleven and the money. But I I've edited it, and she has it in two parts. I put it into one part, or or the Rockefellers and nine eleven money. If you just search that, you'll find it. Um, where she shows, and this is beyond any chance of a coincidence, where they replaced, they changed ever so slightly on some of the bills, all of our monies, fives, tens, twenty, fifties, hundreds, not the one dollar bill. Um, they changed the images on it. And when you fold it in a, in a certain way, sort of like an airplane, it shows all of the stages of 9-11. It shows the Pentagon on fire. It shows the towers being hit. It shows the towers collapsing. I believe the $100 bill is just the pillar of smoke. And it's all, every one of them is in an arch. And what that arch is, is the arch in Washington Square Park in Manhattan and the view of the towers, which we have seen and we've been programmed with in many movies. They always show that arch with the towers in between. And as a matter of fact, just before um, 9-11, I think it was just before 9-11, yeah, they actually moved the fountain in that park because it was in a weird spot, and they moved it 18 feet to the left. It didn't center it. would have looked a lot better centered, but they spent millions of dollars just to move it 18 feet so it lined up with the towers and the arch. And the last picture is supposedly, it's supposed to be a blood fountain or something. Um, I just recommend everybody watch that video. It's it's absolutely amazing. What this all sounds like to me is the uh, sympathetic magic that's used over and over and over again with their symbolism and rituals in TV shows, movies, anything. It, it's just it's becoming more and more prominent as time goes on. Right. They they've been pre-programming us for 9/11 um, long before it happened. There's many people that spoke out about it. There's uh, there's it's in so many movies. If you uh, watch Back to the Future, there's a go search Back to the Future 9/11. Watch that movie. It's on. I believe I put it on the website. Um, it shows you that that movie is programming us for 9/11 and the One World Trade Tower in a thousand ways. You know, if there was one or two things, you could write it off. The entire movie is programming. Did Michael J. Fox know? I have no idea. Probably not. No, I doubt that the <laughs> actors and all them know. It's it. It probably doesn't get put in except at the highest level, like right yeah. in post-production. Right. So, so again, uh, talking about so people think they want our money. Well, yeah, but it's not our money because they can just type ones and zeros in computers and create an endless amount of money. They want our energy. This is a spiritual war that we live in. The Masons know this. The elite, you know, they all know it, and they want our energy. And they want our energy in fear because there's two emotions. There's love and fear. Fear is a low vibration. Love is a high vibration. If we all raised our vibration out of fear and into love, we would realize the great, powerful beings that we are. But instead, we all watch the programming on television, keeps us in fear, keeps us scared. And when you're scared, you say, come help me. You ask the government, you say, take away, I'm willing to give up some rights for more safety and, and I'm in fear and they feed on that fear. So on 9-11, everybody was sending them, feeding them fear. No, I totally agree with that. 
you know, if you're if you're new to this, start looking into that. You know, just let's look at the official story of Shanksville. Oh, this is interesting because this has a uh, um, a numerology thing to it. The the plane uh, flight ninety three supposedly crashed so steep and so fast into the farmland that the earth swallowed it up, ate the entire plane, left no wings, no wheels, no engines, no fuselage, no bodies, no chairs, no luggage, all gone. Right into a very small hole in the ground, and it went so deep into the ground, the official story says, is that they can't recover it. Meanwhile, <laughs> in Chile, you know, a coal miner's trapped two miles below the earth, and they'll dig for a month to get them out. Right. You know, but to this very day, no one's allowed on that site. Um, and that's the official story, and we buy it. You know, the, the wingtips, you know, the wings on the, the towers – on the second tower, was spanned eight floors, and it just went right in, right through the structural steel on the outside, through the, the all those cement floors, which are pretty resistant, hitting them from the side, um, through the center beams, and comes out the other side with the nose undamaged. It's it's ridiculous, you know. The, and then the the story at the Pentagon is the wings didn't cut through the building like they did at the towers. The wings decided to fold back into the plane. And the entire plane went in the hole and then vaporized because the fire was so hot. <laughs> That's the official story. Meanwhile, you look at the close-up pictures and there's a desk with a book with open pages on it in one of the offices that didn't burn. Right. It, it, it's so sketchy. It's ridiculous. It's, it's so ridiculous that people just like, I can't be true and they just dismiss it and they go back to their, you know, to their baseball game. Well, what I found to be true, especially about something as massive of an event, uh, as 9-11 is that because most people are reasonably decent human beings, they could never conceive of doing something so evil, they can't grasp that other people could. There you go. Exactly. And, I, you know, I get that. I understand that that's an issue, but that's not the way the world really works. There are bad people doing bad things out there, and it doesn't even have to be a lot of them. It just has to be enough of them in control to do these things. Absolutely correct. There's... <laughs> There's so many false flags happening. Oh, get, get just finishing up on 9-11. I believe, and there's, there's evidence to show that Flight 93 was supposed to fake hit Building Number 7. You know that Building 7 collapsed on, on 9-11, correct? Yes. So Building 7 was a 47-story steel and concrete building that the BBC and CNN announced has collapsed. 20 minutes before it collapsed. Yes. It wasn't hit by a plane. It only had a couple of fire, small fires in it, and it fell at free fall speed again into its own footprint on 9-11. Um, and I believe Flight 93 was supposed to hit it, but something went wrong in their logistics and this whole operation, and they had to fake ditch it in uh, Shanksville. That's why their story was so ridiculous. I don't think anyone would ever plan to have a story but, like that, but the American people are so dumbed down by, you know, fluoride and everything, all the programming that they believe it. They, they believe if it's on CNN, it must be true. Um, if you look at the numbers, it's flight 11 uh, and 175 hit tower one and two. And on flight 93, and 93 is, I'm not so good at the numerology, but is some special number in their rituals. If you add uh, 175 and 11 up, divide by two, it's 93, 93, and 93. So that's a little bit of a coincidence for me, you know, and the fact that 93 is some ritualistic number, I'm in. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't it true that NORAD stood down for all four planes? 
supposedly NORAD uh, stood down. You know, if you uh, if there's a flight that goes into restricted airspace or off track within 10 minutes or less, you have fighters on its wingtips immediately. It happens all the time on 9/11. None, it didn't happen once. Okay, and and uh, there was that there. You know, you remember Condoleezza Rice and um, the, the somebody else at the White House oh, and Cheney. They're like, we could never have imagined that anybody would hijack planes and use them as missiles. They said it three or four times on the day, the day of and the days after. But then we find out that they were holding high. They were having um, more than three drills that day, the morning of 9-11, where planes were hijacked and flown into buildings, including the trade towers. So the air traffic controllers, they're like, is this real world or is this a drill? They were all confused. The radar was all simulated. It was it was a bunch of garbage, and f- uh, all the bigger false flags that we've had were, weren't all of them having drills taking place at the same time about the same events. All of them, even the small ones, you know, on uh, Sandy Hook, with, there was a drill going on. The uh, Boston, there was a bombing drill going on at the finish line. Right? They even announced it. They tweeted it. They said an explosion was going to happen at the finish line. And guess where the finish line is on Boston Street? Do you know? Mm-mm. If you Google 666 Boylston Avenue or whatever the address is, it's, that's the finish line. It's at 666 <laughs> Boylston. Okay? Wow. That's, it's literally it, – Google Earth will pin it on the finish line and you can see it on the picture. That's just insane. It's absolutely insane. And across it from it is the library, which has all this uh, – esoteric you know monuments in it i mean if you ever get a chance to go there and take a look it's it's a it's a complete satanic ritual that these people in quotation marks are doing well moving on from 9-11 even though there's hours and hours and hours we could discuss about it of the big three uh false like events the next one will be sandy hook yeah so sandy hook Everybody remembers that, you know, we're traumatized. 20 children brutally murdered, murdered, shot three to 11 times by Adam Lanza, who came in fully loaded, got into a locked school with a new security system, but they didn't get a single picture of him ever. Um, went in, blew away 26 people, 20 children, and uh, they showed us pictures of these cute kids. Well, this was 2012. Every single picture that was given of those kids was a printed picture from a film camera. And it was scanned, so it had no metadata, and uploaded to the press. That's interesting in and of itself. Yeah, in 2012. You know, maybe Sandy Hook's a little behind the times. <laughs> it, it, it's ridiculous. It, the, within 8 to 11 minutes, uh, they determined that all of the children are dead and that no ambulances were needed at that point. Um, of the That's sh- not even normal protocol for anything. Well, you are not, and no one except a medical examiner um, or a, I guess a doctor, um, is allowed to pronounce anybody dead. Um, you have to keep resuscitating and try. They're not allowed to, you're not allowed to pronounce them dead unless their head is chopped off. Okay? So 8 to 11 minutes. This guy's kill ratio, Adam Lanza, the fictional Adam Lanza, is beyond what any Navy SEAL has ever done. Okay, so this kid was supposedly 120 pounds. He carried in a ton of 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 
of weapons. There's no way he could have done it. He shot out the window. Um, if you look at the evidence of the shot out window, it's even a different caliber ammunition from the pictures that they showed. Um, there's no video of him. The, the 911 calls from the school about somebody shooting and it's not, it's going crazy. You never hear a shot fired. You never hear anyone scream. You hear the most ridiculous statements. Um, and the, the truth about Sandy Hook is nobody died. Nobody got hurt. The entire town is a CIA run, um, Potamkin village. And that school was closed since 2008. Um, there's a bunch of researchers attacking different angles. I was involved in the making of a documentary, which I recommend everyone watch. Treat it like a movie. You know, get some popcorn, non-GMO, of course. Put your feet up and uh, watch it on your television. It's called We Need to Talk About Sandy Hook. You can just look for it on YouTube or it's linked on the front page of my website, deep inside the rabbit hole. Um, and watch it. And then you will be enlightened to what didn't happen at Sandy Hook. Now, who was Adam Lanza supposed to have been? Adam Lanza was supposed to be the kid that shot up um, the school, but Adam Lanza doesn't exist. The, we had uh, we had uh, the we had um, we had what's her name? Uh, Alex Israel was on CNN uh, that day or the next day, um, saying, "I went to school with Adam Lanza, you know, and uh, he would have never have done this, but I never had a class with him, and I wasn't really friends with him, and I never really saw him, and and her story is just so ridiculous." Um, and there's no proof. They don't say what school. There's no pictures of him. There's no yearbook. Any any yearbook with Adam Lanza in it, it doesn't exist. So there's no evidence that this person ever actually walked the planet. No, there isn't. And there is evidence that his brother Ryan uh, used to be named Adam, and he changed his name to Ryan several years earlier. And so, Ad, there is evidence of an Adam Lanza, but it's not him. It's Ryan who's still alive to this day. So here's the question. Let me ask you a question. You know how the media in our country, the news reporters, the paparazzi, they wouldn't miss a picture. Biggest scandal, you know, biggest shooting, you know, mass murder in a school. Um, I think it's the biggest. And you got the father who works at GE, um, Peter Lanza. And the only picture we see of him is a crappy Photoshop, low resolution picture of him wearing a blue shirt. We never see him. We never hear him on video. Where is Peter Lanza? How come someone hasn't got him on an interview? Folk t- pictured him coming out of his home, going to a coffee house, going to work, anywhere. You know, hey, how you doing? How's it going? You know, nothing. You've never seen him because I don't think he exists. Um, and they're, they're supposedly on the anniversary of the one or two year anniversary of Sandy Hook, I think it was a one year anniversary, um, a reporter reported on another unnamed reporter who interviewed Peter Lanza, who said, I wish my son had never been born. And that was put on all the newspapers, on the front page of all newspapers, Hmm. right? But that reporter never took a picture, never took a video, and never took an audio recording. It's just one reporter saying another reporter interviewed him with absolutely no proof. Okay, it's all bullshit. This whole thing you just laid out is absolutely ludicrous because – Everyone's walking around with a camera phone in their pocket in Western society. Not in Sandy Hook. Apparently. <laughs> so yeah, the very notion that there's nothing available, it, it just – no. I've, so I've been to Sandy Hook several times with uh, Sophia Smallstorm, who's a researcher who did another amazing video that everybody should watch, linked on my website, um, called Unraveling Sandy Hook in Two, Three, Four, and Five Dimensions. Um, and she really breaks down uh, what 
didn't happen. Um, and it, it's, it's amazing. But the problem is we have our, our dumbed down country and it is dumbed down, um, is, has a six second attention span and people aren't going to sit down for something that they don't believe based on no information other than what the mainstream media have told them for an hour, two hours, you know, two and a half hours to research stuff. But the, but the thing is, if you can get somebody to sit down and watch this stuff, then they get addicted. And then they're like, okay, this is interesting. Now I'm interested and now they'll be willing to watch longer ones. So I make a lot of short videos. If you go to my YouTube channel, it's a D-I-T-R-H, stands for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. There's lots of Sandy Hook stuff there. Go way back to the timeline. Um, and uh, there's, there's lots of short videos that will wake you up to uh, major anomalies. Now, going with that this is another mind control trauma incident, what do you think they were trying to program in with this one? So, you know, a lot of people say it's about gun control, and I believe it is about gun, gun control. But Sandy Hook inspired over the next year the largest gun sales ever in Connecticut and other states. Because people were afraid of gun control. Um, I'm not 100% that, you know, I, I think gun control is an agenda, but that will never happen in this country. And I think that by pushing the gun control agenda that people will stock up on more guns. And that's kind of what they want because when the crap hits the fan, um, people are going to kill each other. It's going to be mayhem. Like, you know, if the lights go out and the food stops getting delivered – um, we're going to have zombies. And what a zombie is, is a mother who doesn't have any more Prozac and can't feed her kids. Okay. She's going cold turkey off her psychs, a psycho medicine, <laughs> psycho medicine, psychotropic medicine, whatever. <laughs> no, no fun. Yeah, and, and fathers. And it was, there's, there's over a third of the country's on these meds and yeah. they, they, and no food. You watch what people will do. And, and, uh, the fastest way to, People, you know, the fastest way to depopulate is have people kill them, you know, kill each other rather than them kill us. And well, it's interesting that you said zombies because how much uh, zombie media is out there these days that's so ungodly popular? Yeah, well, that it's more symbolism. Yeah, absolutely, and and if you ever seen a mom that can't feed her kids and doesn't have the medication that she's been on for twenty years and she's cold turkey, you're going to see some crazy things going on. No, I totally agree with you there. <laughs> Now, moving to the, the third big false flag event would be the Boston bombing. Yeah, the Boston bombing is another one. Boston bombing was filmed over several days, what we saw in the media. There was a marathon. There was an explosion at the marathon, marathon which I said they, they were having a drill um, at, at the exact location. And if you watch the, 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 the videos, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about the YouTube channel, I got, I got links on my page also. Nobody died, nobody got hurt, nobody lost a leg, a finger, or anything. And nobody got an eye injury in the official story. But a bomb went off with ball bearings, BBs, uh, screws, and nails, right, in a, in a pressure cooker. Okay, so you got a pressure cooker. you got to put some gunpowder. Gun, oh, and they use gunpowder. They use gunpowder also. So how big is the pressure cooker that fits in a backpack? If you look at the backpacks that the, that the brother was wearing – it's small, but let's take the largest pressure cooker, you know, that could fit into a backpack. You load it up with gunpowder. How many ball bearings and, and nails and screws can you fit in there? They're going to blow up in all different directions. How do legs get cleanly shaved off from scrap, shrap, shrapnel following? People will be filled with holes, maybe, maybe, but their legs and arms came, you know, legs came off at a marathon. It was symbolism. 
it was like, oh my God, a marathon running. They lost their legs. Mm. And, you know, the, the famous picture of the guy in the wheelchair, Jeff Ballman, with both of his legs cut off. If you watch the sequence photos that were le- released by there, there was two photographers that got rapid fire sequence photos off from a window. Um, you'll see that Jeff Ballman is laying on the ground unattended for over 10 minutes, okay, with both of his legs cut off. If you cut one femoral artery, you're dead in a couple of minutes unless you apply a tourniquet. Nobody touched this guy for 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes and after other people were taken away on stretchers with minor injuries, they sit him up in a wheelchair and take him for a block on a wheelchair on a bumpy road. And he's awake, his color in his face, and he basically the look on his face is, hey, I wonder if they have pizza in that tent. Um, <laughs> where, where he was going. All of the actors that were taken, no ambulances except one came for the cover girl shot, Nicole Gross, which was on the cover of every newspaper. She sat there also with her fake injuries. And um, all of the ambulances were sequestered uh, six blocks away or, or, or farther where they were all double stacked up and down these streets, and they were being held there. They weren't allowed to the scene. A couple ambulances, you know, like from rogue um, you know, ambulance companies that were farther away, got there, and they were turned away immediately and sent over to that street. And there's video of all of this. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane. I did an interview on Caravan to Midnight. It's on YouTube. I just search Caravan, uh, Caravan, the Liberty Men, that's another YouTube channel I have, and you'll come up with, uh, with the, the high-resolution um, document video of this, and we break down um, thousands of hours of videos inside of, I think it's two hours maybe. Um, and if you, anyone that takes the time to watch it with an open mind will realize that nobody died, nobody got injured at Boston. Caravan to Midnight is the very excellent show by John B. Wells, who's very good at digging into... Here, here's something. I, I'm, I, my, my show is free. The Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole is free. The Liberty Man interviews are on YouTube. I believe your show is free, Jason. Uh, yes. John's show is $5 a month, I believe. You get five shows a week, three hours a day. I haven't missed a single show. It is the most worthwhile investment. Just I recommend to everyone go to caravandomidnight.com. Just take a three-month membership, non-recurring, three-month membership, and download it every day. Throw it on your phone, your iPod, whatever you have, um, and take it with you when you're driving. Listen, you will become enlightened to what's going on in this world and realize that everything you're taught is a lie. I forget the guy who said it, but he said, when the American people, when, 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 when whatever, whatever, everything the American people believe is a lie, we've succeeded. I believe that was Herbert Hoover. Uh, maybe it was Herbert Hoover, and uh, they have succeeded. They're there. Everything that we're shown on TV is a lie. Now, was there a drill going on at the same time uh, as the Boston bombing? Yeah, there was. There was a uh, mock explosion going on at the finish line at the exact same time. The, the Boston Globe even tweeted it like 20 minutes before it happened. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that one. Yeah. That just seems so absurdly unrealistic. Like the odds have to be so astronomical that it's not even calculable. <laughs> um, I think if something goes wrong, they can revert to it's a drill. And you know, like if, if something happened that they didn't plan on and then they'd be like, oh, it's only a drill, you know, and, and, and bag the whole thing. But 
you can you can watch the actors you know all looking up to the second floor uh, during this to see if there's if it's a go or if it's a bailout. And uh, it wasn't a bailout. They went they went full on. American people bought it, and um, you know the 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 Sarnev brothers, the Joker. You never saw him before or after. We saw a couple of photoshopped images of him supposedly in the crowd. You never saw him after he was arrested. He was tried. Nobody saw him. And now he's sentenced to death and no one's seen him. I don't believe he, I, I believe he's a real person, but uh, he's totally in on it and he's not in jail. Um, Judy Clark, his lawyer, is the same lawyer that defended all the other false flags. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, um, a whole bunch of other ones. And she always goes, you know, she, she came out, her defense was, he did it. That was her defense. He did it. Okay. Um, if you look, if you looked at the evidence, some, uh, I forget the radio show host, he did uh, an opening statement that she should have done and to prove, you know, beyond the shadow of a doubt that there is doubt. Um, it would have been the greatest opening statement ever, but, you know, she was there to make this whole thing go away. So wait a second. This one lawyer has represented numerous N- numerous if you look up who did judy clark um cases there um i forget i forget off the top of my head but she all you know all of the other big um hoaxes uh that she 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 did them i, I can't think of it off the top of my head. i don't know my notes so you're gonna have to look it up who did judy just google who did judy clark defend and and you'll uh, it'll come up for anyone that wants to. How would that even come to be? Like, is she part of a larger firm? Well, I mean, her and there was another guy with her who just got appointed to the Chattanooga killer. Um, he's 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 the attorney for this the Chattanooga fake killer. What sort of symbolism would be uh, involved with this with the Boston bombing that we can we can pick apart? Well, you know, you got the six 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 on the finish line. Um, you have, you know, legs being blown off at a marathon. Is there any uh, trauma-based mind control events we can look at uh, directly regarding to the Boston bombing that they were trying to implant? Yeah, so, so Boston was a test run for martial law. They locked down the city, supposedly looking for these uh, brother, or for, the, for the second brother, because they already killed the first one, um, or supposedly killed. And they locked down everybody that was in martial law, and then they raided houses, and they took people out at gunpoint. I'm sure you've seen the pictures. Um, yes. And, and people complied. And then when they were done, uh, when they supposedly caught um, the Joker, uh, everyone's sitting on the street waving American flags, right? Well, th- that's the same thing that happened in Nazi Germany. You know, they were waving the waving flags. There's a, there's a, someone did a, a meme where they have uh, – Right after the war in Germany and the Boston bombing, it looks like the same thing, just different flags. I mean, it's completely staged. You know, they even give out the flags, you know, for the photo shot. And, uh, and you want people to, to, uh, to, you know, to, uh, to want this stuff. You know, here, here's something that, that we can talk about is the elite, uh, be- they believe in karma and, and black magic and all, all of this stuff. And I believe that there's a law of consent or the law of free will. It's the same thing, which is that they we have to have free will. It's a it's a universal God given law, um, and they can't take it away from us. But what they can do is trick us into agreeing. 
So they wanted to uh, go to war in Iraq, Sudan, Syria, Libya, um, you know, uh, all of those Middle East countries, but they couldn't do it. And they wrote a, 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 a paper called the PNAC document, the Project for a New American Century. And they said mm-hmm. they can't do this until a new uh, catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor happens. Six months later, boom, 9-11 comes. And what happens? Everybody pounds the war drums. Now they have permission to go over there. And, uh, and I said that they can't kill people. What about all the people that died? Well, they didn't kill them. We did. They trained us. They told us to go over there and kill them. And people followed orders and killed people. The elite's hands are clean. They're not killing anybody. We're, we're stupidly agreeing to their wars and killing everybody. Well, I think it's safe to say that every day young men and women are signing up for the military. Right. And come on, you know what you're going to do if you sign up for the military. And because they're offering us money. You know, they're offering, they're offering money and, and, and security or whatever, whatever it is. And people, people agree. So, you know, they, they have to tell us what they're doing. They, they forewarned us on 9-11. They forewarned us in cartoons and movies and television shows about Boston. Um, and we don't say no. And if you don't say no, you have consenting. Like if a policeman comes up to you and says, I think you have drugs or weapons on you. Empty all your pockets. I'm going to search you. And if you don't say no, you're consenting. But if you say, sorry, I do not consent, then he cannot search you. So from an esoteric point of view, the elite are following the rules. They're following the rules, and we're too stupid to uh, say no. Because ignorance of the law is no excuse. Right. <laughs> How about that? Uh, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> that's, a, that's an amazing thing that people like, well, a lot of people when they wake up to this stuff, and, and sometimes it's a tough journey for them to wake up. When they wake up, they go through all the stages of like losing a, a loved one. You know, you get depressed, angry, you know, and then finally you become empowered in the end, whatever the five stages are. Um, but on all of these false flags, everybody, everybody skips all the stages and comes right, you know, all of the victims' families, they're all just immediately forgiving. Um, and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. My point I was trying to make, I, I sidestepped, is that when people get upset, they say, what difference does it make i can't do anything about it so i might as well go along with it and that's what they want but the truth is one enlightened high vibrating person that understands the laws of our universe is more powerful than a million satanists no i totally agree because you are spiritually speaking vibrating at a higher level than them correct and they cannot take that away from you unless you agree this is what I feel all of us, us kind of people, this is what we're doing. We are trying to get others to realize and, and become enlightened and, and get on a higher vibrational state because all these people we're, you know, we're spiritually at war with, they're considerably lower than us and they're trying to drag us down. Absolutely. And they're doing a great job at it. Keep us in fear. Every time we, our vibration starts to go up, they uh, introduce another false flag, another shooting. You know, there's more and more shootings every day. You know, there was a massive, uh, a guy went on a rampage with a knife, killed a whole bunch of people the other day, but you didn't hear about that in the mainstream media because it doesn't fit their agenda. Right now, they're on the gun agenda and uh, there's going to be more and more shootings um, all the time. You know, the, the Chattanooga shooting, if you look at the details of that, it's complete crap. It's crap. 
you know, if you watch the the families are immediately like, we forgive the shooter, you know, it's all good. And, you know, kids lost their mother and father. They lost their mother the day before, and they're on the news, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, smiling. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, going back to Sandy Hook, if you look at Robbie Parker, um, he is – he was on Facebook uh, setting up an account for uh, donations for Emily the night his daughter was killed. He was speaking at the church that night. Uh, the next day he spoke again, and then he was on the mainstream media that night uh, and, t- and three times plugging the donation page for Emily, <laughs> right? And he'd not a tear in his eye, smiling, giggling. It's, it's, it's absolutely impossible behavior, even for a heartless human being. That's insane. It's so insane that people don't bother looking at it. They don't believe it because they can't believe. Then, then the next thing is they say, well, there's so many people in on it. People would talk. Well, here's how people don't talk. There's different ways they, they get these crisis actors in. One, you were busted with uh, dealing you know, massive amount of cocaine. You're going to jail for the rest of your life. Um, or, hey, we're going to set you up in this town. You're going to live this life. Here's your name. This is what you're going to do. We're going to pay you uh, money. We're going to pay off your house. And, uh, and that's it. And sign this paper here. And if you ever tell anybody, you lose everything we gave you. you go, the charges get reimposed. And we're going to kill your children and their friends. You know, no one's talking. There's no upside to talking. And a matter of fact, a lot of people have tried to talk. So many of them are dead. On Sandy Hook, so many, so many investigators are dead. There's there's people that have come out all the time and they're all they're all getting murdered. Yeah, you you do hear a lot about that sort of thing, uh, especially journalists. Right, journalists, doctors, every everything. You know, Michael Hastings, his car blew up. I mean, it, 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 we're told that it, he just crashed. His engine landed, you know, a hundred yards behind him. It was it's it's. Yeah, that was about as fishy as they get well they get they actually get fishier so <laughs> <laughs> now before we run out of time there's a uh, one other subject on, on your website that i don't know a whole heck of a lot about sure but i'm definitely looking forward to you enlightening me about and that's this uh big flat earth conspiracy that everybody is uh really getting into these days i'm seeing tons of videos on it so i run a couple of facebook pages deep inside the rabbit hole um and exposing the big three and on those pages people started posting hey check this out and they started messaging me check this flat earth the earth is flat you got to check this out and my response being the hypocrite that i am saying you should look in everything was delete and some people, some people, uh, without ever clicking on a link, for six months this was going on. And uh, I would say three or four months, actually, before I, I, I looked. And some people were so annoying, like, just look at this, just look at this, that I would ban them because I don't have time to uh, deal with their stupidity. The earth is flat. That's absolutely ridiculous. So then uh, a, a well-known researcher told me, take a look at this video. And I looked, and I was like, that is really interesting. And then I looked more and I looked more and I studied it for over three months uh, quietly without telling anybody because even if it's true, it's going to discredit everything I've done on exposing the big three and, uh, and everything else. It's just like, you know, that, that was my favorite insult. You're so stupid. You probably think the earth is flat, you moron. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is stranger than the lies. It's, it's, there's no evidence that the earth is a ball. There's no, the pictures we see from NASA are CGI. They even admit it. The pictures that we just saw of Pluto are a joke. 
I believe the word they use is composite, yeah, isn't it? The composite with ribbons and whatever. Um, and, and people, people say, you know, I've looked at planets. I looked at Saturn, you know, and it's obviously a ball. And I believe Saturn is a ball with a ring around it. I believe that the moon is, well, I'm not sure what the moon is. I believe that there's planetoid spheres out there, but here's the, the, the wrap your head around. The earth is not a planet. The earth is an endless flat plane of ice and there's a capacitor orbiting over it in a flat circle, um, which we call the sun. And it's melted out a puddle, for lack of a better word, with land and water in it. And that's where we live. The Antarctica is not a continent at the bottom of a globe. It's a ring around the outer edges as, as, we, as far as we go. Um, and the evidence to prove that is far stronger than the evidence of a ball because there is no evidence of a ball. Has no one gotten up high enough outside of a government agency to see that the Earth is sphere? So Red Bull, Red Bull did a high altitude uh, space jump, um, and that was real. They did it with this high altitude uh, balloon, and uh, this guy was in uh, in a capsule. And when um, when the capsule door opens, what you see is a flat plane at eye level. So let me explain the eye level thing because that's the thing that got me. If you're on a flat plane, the horizon, which is where the sky meets the ground, is always at eye level on a flat plane because it's flat and it just goes and goes until – and it always stays at eye level. So if you raise up on a flat plane, that, that, that horizon is going to always be at eye level. So that's fascinating. But if you're on a ball, if you rise up the horizon, as you get higher, you're going to see over the horizon. So the horizon is going to drop down. And that doesn't happen. But we're trained to believe what we're told rather than what we see. Next time you're on an airplane, look out the window and you'll see that the horizon, no matter how high you're at, is at eye level. Always at eye level. And if it's clear, you know, the farther you can see, it's at eye level. And that's only possible on a flat plane. Now, my first question with all of this is why in all the years of aviation or even before that seafaring – has no one found the edges or... Because there is no edge. <clears throat> there is no edge. So the Antarctica... So Admiral Byrd in 1959, uh, supposedly, if this story is true, and uh, it could be true, it's probably true, but I have no proof that it's true, flew into Antarctica and said... And he did a couple of interviews afterwards before he uh, was silenced. Um, said that Antarctica is a massive, uh, undiscovered continent that has no life on it. It has no indigenous people. It has no plant life, no animal life. And it's filled with vast resources, uh, oil, coal, gas, minerals, everything. And um, then he came back and the Antarctic Treaty went in. Forty countries now defend Antarctica. Nobody can go to Antarctica. No oil companies are allowed to explore there. They're not even allowed to discuss it until 2040, I believe is the date. Okay, it's it's, really? it's off limits. No one is allowed to go there at all for any reason. And that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Um, and the reason is, is because not too far over that ice wall, I believe, and there's no proof of this yet, but there's there's evidence pointing in its direction that there's other thermal pockets with their rotating capacitors over their magnetic north fields. And uh, they could explain where extraterrestrial life comes from. It comes from other 
Earth's, you know, thermal pockets that we live in on this flat plane. So if they have the, they've developed technology beyond fossil fuels using anti-gravitics and free energy, they can traverse these puddles and get to us in a matter of minutes, not over trillions of uncomprehensible light years. So the theory would be that the Earth is not just the Earth. It's a much larger object with sections. It's an sections. unmovable flat plane with just picture puddles all through, all around it in different configurations. And uh, it's melted the ice to expose the land. And, and whether we are exploring them now or though we don't have the technology to get there yet, I believe we have the technology to traverse, to traverse these puddles, you know. We we hear about like the Roswell crash, you know, and other crashes. Well, gee, they traverse space for trillions of light years and they get here and crash. Well, that's kind of <laughs> crazy. Well, what if they're just here? You know, they're they're on this plane. They're coming here every day. You know, occasionally there's a crash. That's interesting. Yeah. What started all of this is in the, in the recent days. Obviously, flat Earth was like hundreds of years ago. What people thought before the heliocentric model came in. Well. Back, you mean flat Earth? But back when they used to know how to build pyramids and uh, do stuff that we still can't do today, when they had perfect, you know, they built Stonehenge and they were aligned with the stars and they knew about Sirius B and other, you know, planets and star configurations that we just are recently discovering. They knew all that back then, and they knew the Earth was flat. But for some reason, we're going to take the flat Earth away from them. Well, it's interesting, actually. It seems like thousands of years ago. Uh, human technology was at a much di- a different kind of technology, but a much higher level than we have today. And then we went into this massive dark age, and then you know our modern technology seemed to rise. So the church back in the 1600s introduced the ball Earth model, um, and there's a very good reason because we all know that the church is about control. Uh, you have to control the masses because. You know, you can't lock anybody in a cage and they will never be happy. So back, backing off a little bit, the, um, some, some flat earthers think there's a dome around us like the Truman Show. And some think there's an energetic dome and some think there's no physical dome and that we could fly right through it if we could, had the technology to get there. I don't know what the answer is. Um, I tend to lean towards there's not a physical dome over, over our thermal pocket. But if you put an if you put a, a tiger in a cage, he's not going to be happy. But if you put him in a safari park, he's good if the park is big enough. Even if he finds the fence, if the park's big enough, he'll just turn around and go back into the woods and still be happy. Right? right? You put a human in a, in like the Truman Show, he's good until he finds the wall. Then he has to go out. He can't take it. Even so, if you put them in a uh, on a, in our earth, in our entire earth, surrounded by the Antarctic ice wall, if we knew there was a wall there, there would be no stopping our desire to explore beyond that wall. And we would have taken the trillions of dollars that we gave to the fake agency called NASA, and we would be traversing this ice plane, discovering other new worlds and resources, and uh, expanding the human population beyond the walls that we now live in. So the church comes in says, the Earth is a ball. If you keep going, you're just going to come back to where you started from. And that's true. If you go east, keep going in east, basically you're just doing a circle equidistant from the North Pole, um, and you come right back to where you started from. Or west. You can't go north or south. I mean, you can go north, but if you keep going north, you'll end up going south once you pass the North Pole, and you keep on, you'll keep going south forever because there is no end. So tell people they're on a ball. 
there's nothing to discover, we stop looking. It's the biggest secret they have going out there because once people discover there's a wall, there's no controlling us. Now, do you think it's theoretically possible if an independent individual with enough resources could build a rocket ship and just go up high enough and see this? So that's a very interesting one. There there's are some uh, rocket enthusiasts that have shot up uh, rockets that have gone up 73 miles. Um, and they're, they're spinning and they're, 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 they go up. But when you see it, you see the horizon is at eye level. <clears throat> now, you have to be careful of fisheye lenses. Most of the GoPros have fisheye lenses, which make yeah. the Earth look like a ball. So you'll see skydivers that are not really that high. You can see structures on the ground, you know, houses and stuff, and you see a curve. And if that was the case, the Earth would be about 500 miles around um, <laughs> if, you, if you calculated that curve. So you, what you're seeing is is curves. If you, getting back to the Red Bull guy, when he looked out the door, it was a flat plane. But when he went outside, the outside camera had a fisheye lens and it showed a globe. So right, it it, it you're just looking at fisheye lenses. <clears throat> um, but the but the rocket that went up, it always shows the sun never straight above the rocket. It's always way off to the side. And the reason for that is is I believe what we view as the sun and the moon is very, very close to Earth. It might only be 3,000 miles or far less than 3,000 miles. Because if it was 93 million miles above and it was noon when you took a rocket off and you shot up, it would still be directly above the rocket. The angle wouldn't have changed at all. But what we always see is almost a 90-degree shift in the position of the sun on these high-altitude camera shots. Fisheye lens or not, the sun is off to the side. That's interesting. It's fascinating. So here's the answer. Here's how you prove the Earth is flat. You shoot a rocket or a weather balloon up at midnight when the sun is on the other side of the planet. And if it can see the sun at 73 miles, the Earth is flat. Does the technology exist for an independent person with a sizable income? Yes. To, I mean, even, could they get a person to space at this point? No, there is no, no one's ever been in space. No one's ever been to the moon. I used to shut people down when they would tell me that. The, here's the thing. The moon is not landable. <laughs> if you look at the story of NASA, again, on my webpage, before people start emailing me questions, um, you have to go to my website. On the top right, is a, there's a link to a page called Is the Earth a Ball? Watch every video on that page. It might take you a day or two you know, in your spare time. Watch it. Then ask me a question. And I'll be glad to answer it. Also, if you want to follow, you know, daily, there's new information coming out. The Ball Earth Skeptic Facebook page. It's called Ball Earth Skeptic. And we also do a live radio show um, every Mon- every Wednesday at 8 a.m. New York time um, that people can ask questions in the live chat. So not to jump to plugs, but. Uh, no, it's perfectly OK. Uh, I mean, this is all very interesting material. Uh probably going to be really hard to prove on any individual basis, but that's why I'm asking if someone could theoretically get the technology to start looking into this on, on a very f- a physical, scientifically quantifiable way. Yeah, well, shoot a rocket up 73 miles and take, a, and take a picture of the sun at midnight. There's your proof right there. And don't use a GoPro. Use something like a high-end DSLR camera. doesn't even matter. Sure. It doesn't matter because I don't care whether it's curved or... I mean, that, that would prove that the, the endless plane is flat. But 
the the sun would not be visible because you would just be in relation to the earth only 73 miles up. There's no way you would be able to see around the earth to where the sun is. 73 miles is a fraction of a speck off of the surface of the earth. And if it was daytime in China, you would not see the sun from that position. I mean, if you went up, you know, a million miles, you could maybe see the sun. Now, the one thing I have been looking into that I do know a little bit about is a gentleman who goes by Crow 777. Yeah. I've been looking at his material and the lunar wave that he captured multiple times. I, I agree with what he says that there's no way to, to explain it, you know, just saying it's a video artifact or something to that well, effect. Well, he's proven that it's not a video artifact, that there's something going on. He's trying to get other people uh, that there's this coming full moon um, – or maybe it's the next one, is going to be the greatest opportunity to film it. So he's teeing up astronomers, photographers all across the globe, trying to get them to film it also, because he's the only one that's produced a video of it so far. Um, but everybody misquotes him. They say, well, Crow 777 says the moon is a hologram. No. But he, no, he doesn't. Yeah, you're right. He says, I have no explanation of what it is other than it looks like some sort of video projection. But I don't know is what he says. Right. And he's constantly looking for evidence and he asks others for evidence. Right. And this is the thing that makes me see him as a credible researcher right. in a very big way is he doesn't claim to know anything. He's always looking for more evidence and he's always asking others to contribute their own evidence, what they're getting. Correct. Because he wants to know what's going on. He's trying to figure it out. And, and that's exactly the way I think we should be approaching. I mean, the things we're talking about are so out there that – we need to work together to find out what the truth may actually, in fact, be. Correct. And I actually spoke to him uh, via email not too long ago, and hopefully he's going to be doing a show with me. And I'm going to see where he thinks um, his research has come to at, at that point if he if he does do a show with me. I'm, I'm very curious to talk to him and just see out of all the people he's communicated with. I know he's done a lot of investigation to a Russian researcher who was into this, and – I'm very, very curious about all this. So he, here's something that happens, and Crow does this, and other researchers do it. Um, people find out a lot of really good information, and then they get stuck in an what I call absolutism, where the, everything is absolute. Like there's a group called um, – I don't even want to say their name because they're just such asses that <laughs> – um, that they, they've done an amazing amount of work on 9-11, but they believe that nobody died on 9-11, that there were no real victims, okay? And that's really hard for somebody that is not new to 9-11. So um, I know... I know that's not true because I have a friend who was a first responder there. He was, did, he, did he die? No, no. She, she was um, 17 years old and, and a training EMT, and she was in the area. Okay, so... And so she was finding dead bodies. Uh, she told me people died. Uh, I didn't, like, grill her on it. Cause... So, 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 again, that's hearsay. Doesn't count. I believe that sure. she did. Doesn't count. I have two friends that were uh, worked at Cantor Fitzgerald um, that, that are gone. Okay? Now, can I prove that they're dead? No. Can I prove that their sisters and parents think they're dead? Yes. Or at least that's what they say, and I believe them. Um, and they're gone. But were they possibly financially, legally compromised and playing along and now have been relocated underground to another thermal pocket or another another country? Who the hell knows? 
Are they registered on the Social Security Death Index? That's usually how you can check their paper trail. You know what? I don't, I'm not sure. I would assume that they are, but I haven't even looked. Um, but I don't know if they're dead now, which is, which is crazy. But I know that they're gone, and I know that they were real people. So you know that, that's where the, the point I'm getting at is this group is dec- discrediting themselves by having their absolutism, you know, there, there was a combination of things. There was 1,500 or so of the dead people don't even have social security numbers. So they're obviously fake con- constructs. Yes, because right. they needed the number to, of people to be 3,000. So did the other 1,500, were they disappeared? Were they all compromised? Did they all cut a deal you know, for security in the upcoming uh, collapse of society? I don't know. I don't know. That's all speculation. But you have to be open to... Other ideas like Judy Wood with her directed energy, I believe that's what destroyed the towers. You know, there was an energy wave that was sent to the towers that made atoms, instead of contracting towards each other, made them push against each other. And then perhaps it was also bombs, you know, maybe fluoride bombs in the, that, that blew the building apart because it was now like balsa wood instead of steel and concrete. Hmm, that's interesting. I think with 9-11, there's just so much obfuscation that unless someone really comes out who was involved, I don't think we're ever going to completely figure it out. I don't see them talking. Well, I, I think when 9-11 Sandy Hook or Boston gets fully exposed that the powers that be will pull the plug on everything because it is the when it goes mainstream, it is the end of their existence. And they are psychopaths. And you know what a psychopath does when he's cornered? He destroys everything. So. Right. That's, you know, they're not going to let it happen. They're going to spray the chemtrails harder. They're going to, you know, they're trying to go for mandatory vaccines now. And the vaccines mm-hmm. are, are really just dumbing everyone down. They're causing autism, all sorts of stuff. The, the, there's a slew of doctors that have discovered that, um, that uh, the, something that's in the vaccines is the cause of autism. And they're, everyone that's talking about it gets murdered. There's a whole yes, slew of them. I've seen that. Yeah. So well, they commit suicide. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, I didn't actually ask you this. What is your viewpoint on the elite and the New World Order? Like, what is their agenda? What's their end game? Their end game, it appears that they uh, want to um, suck as much energy out of us as they can and then depopulate the planet to under 500 million. So you go with what the uh, Georgia Guidestone says. I like to say it, 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 they want to depopulate the planet to less than 500 million. It's not like it's written in stone or anything. Oh, wait a minute. It is. <laughs> right. I always thought that was a bit of – I can't see that not being real because who would have the money just to do a very huge prank like that? Yeah, and it's under surveillance all the and time. It's under surveillance, and yeah, exactly. all, all sorts of – you know, remember remember the block, the cube that was put in uh, into the Guidestones last year? or not, Yeah. So, and it had some code on it and everyone's trying to decode it. And then finally the guy came and took it and broke it apart and he goes, who wants a chip? Oh, I want a chip. I want a chip. That's programming for the I want to be chip. Right, and it also drew massive attention just to the fact of the stone's existence. Right, and they have to tell us what they're doing. We have to agree for it and we have to ask for it or we have to at least not object to it. And they don't break comic law. Did they actually word it in that way? Who wants a chip? (laughs) Yeah, that's a little too specific, I think. And I yep. think a lot of people who are into this sort of uh, conspiracy research knows that 
the idea is to get everyone shipped with RFIDs, what, which would be digital currency, digital identification, uh, under complete control under uh, a united government, world government. Right. The, this whole um, you know AI, uh, artificial intelligence, is taking over. It is what they're doing with this Jade Helm exercise that they're doing. They are they are tracking our every movement. They're listening to this phone call. They follow us. We if you're not chipped already, a lot of us are and don't even know it. We're carrying around our iPhones. We're we, you know we're we're getting picked up by cell towers. We're being controlled by frequency. I mean, they there will be no getting around it. They're already talking about they're monitoring our thoughts. They have technology to do that, so they're going to guess what your next move is going to be before you even know it. Sounds crazy? You watch. A lot of things sound crazy that people just take for granted today because, you know what, you keep throwing it out there. People go, that's crazy. You know, that's crazy. Oh, oh, that's not going to happen. No, stop. I'm tired of hearing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's happening. Well, a lot of the, uh, the monitoring with the phones and everything, that was in the 1996 Telecommunications Act. And right. no one was walking around with an iPhone yet, but they knew what was coming technologically wise. So here it is. And that's what they're doing. Right. It's, and that's a whole nother thing. The frequencies where we're, we're being, you know, sterilized with frequencies and GMOs. And, you know, just now the Congress just voted to make it illegal to write, to label GMOs, to say, this is GMO free, but the GMO makers can write natural on their product. And the reason being, and they state, the American people are too stupid and they'll think by saying GMO-free that GMOs are bad. <laughs> I don't even know what to say I mean, about that. I mean, that's just... Yeah. Right. It, we're, we're too stupid. And they're right. People are so stupid. I, I, I did a GMO uh, question test. I asked people how they feel about GMOs and more than 80% didn't even know what a GMO was. I've asked people that myself, just, you know, random conversations with people. By the way, do you know what a GMO is? And they don't know. They have no idea. Right. And I'm, I'm being generous by saying 80. It's probably like 95%. Right. Well, this just reminds me of uh, what Mark Dice does when he goes out with his man on the street and just how many people would be willing to sign away some massive right of theirs, uh, as, you know, as an American. Yeah. It's just, that's appalling when I see those things. Did you see he was giving out frozen Hershey bars or a one ounce uh, tarnished silver yes. bar? And everybody took Everyone the chocolate. Took the Hershey bar. <laughs> I mean, and he was standing in front of a um, a coin shop, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we can go inside. You can check it out yeah, if you want. Yeah, he even no, pointed it out there's... to him, hey, take five minutes. Do you want to go in and confirm what this is? I mean, come on. I uh, I, I, I would – it's even – it's still good even if he edited out a few people that said, all right, I'll take the silver – but just the fact that uh, some people right just did. don't even realize the difference between the two, yeah. and and honestly, it that's such proof of how sad you know our society has become that they're just that self absorbed and and just don't understand simple things, let alone any of the higher end topics we've been discussing. <laughs> yeah, maybe was it a ten ounce bar or one ounce bar? I um. <laughs> It was pretty big. So it looked it, like yeah, more it's than not in his hand. I don't recall what, how much it was, but I mean, it was definitely worth more than a Hershey bar. <laughs> <sighs> I, I encourage people uh, don't dismiss anything without investigation. You know, th- uh, there's people out there that believe that dinosaurs are a hoax, okay? And I have written that off, and I'm still writing it off, but I'm going to look into it because I don't get it how it could be a hoax. 
but I got to look into it. It's, um, there's so many, you know, the fact that the earth is not a ball just wipes everything clean and you got to look at everything we've been taught. I mean, there, there's so many arguments on the flat earth thing. We can't even get into it. I encourage people, if you really want to wake up and disconnect your cable, get rid of your cable. Just ha- I just have internet and I, anything I want to watch, I can watch. That's all I have too. It, it, it's all on there. Um, but use your computer, go to my website, um, Watch some of them. I have a movie page. You want to watch a movie? Go to the movie page. You know, instead of watching a brainless, mind-softening, ridiculous television show, watch these videos on my on my website and ask your own questions and look deeper and do your own research. I've kind of, you know, compiled some of the best videos. Like if you search right nine eleven hoax or nine eleven conspiracy, you're going to come across a ton of stuff that's going to distract you and send you in the wrong direction. If you Google flat earth, you're going to come up with the flat earth society, which is ridiculous. They, they have, they have a couple truths on there and then they have unbelievable stuff that'll just make you dismiss it. And you think that they're the authority, but they're the controlled opposition, kind of like architects and engineers for nine eleven truth. Um, Go to my webpage, watch the videos. Go to the, the Boston page, watch PK Boston's videos. Just go to YouTube, type in PK Boston. He's got 180 videos, every single one proving that the Boston Marathon was a hoax, was complete fakery. Take the time, become awake, go through your depression of finding out what's really going on, and then become empowered. Raise your vibration. Say no, I do not consent. And uh, that's the way to change the world. I totally agree. Do you want to give out all your websites again? DeepInsideTheRabbitHole.com has links to everything. On Facebook, you got Deep, you got deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. You got Exposing the Big Three, which is just exclusive 9-11 Sandy Hook in Boston videos. And then we have Ball Earth Skeptic on Facebook page, all about the flat earth. Take your time. Go through that page. And... Uh, you too will become a non-baller. <laughs> well, David, this was a, a fantastic information-packed discussion, and I encourage everyone to do their own research and look into your work. And I want to thank you very much for your time. All right, man. No problem. Thanks. That was a fantastic interview, folks. I hope you look into all this research. Very, very interesting topics. And that's it for this episode. We'll see you soon. <laughs>